Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to a new episode of Audio Signals. Get ready to take a journey into the known, the unknown, and everything in between. Recorded at no specific point in time nor space, ITSP Magazine's co-founders Marco Cipelli and Sean Martin follow their passion and curiosity as they venture away from the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society to discover new stories worth being told. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. And here we go. Sean, you join up me today. I, uh, I ditched my parka and joined you on audio signal for once in a long time. Very, very good. And uh, for people... You probably wondering what, what the parka is. I had my parka hat on. I don't have the jacket. Just the, just the you just oh, walk you around the house with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. At least Some, your head. Just yeah. the parka hood. Yeah, if you keep your head warm, I think you're fine. Now, for those uh, listening to the podcast, uh, um, we're also on video. You can join us on YouTube uh, channel and Sean... He was uh, he showed up looked like a bear, so we we were wondering if he was in the tundra somewhere or in Patagonia, and uh, and the other person you see if you're watching the video is Tom Easton. Tom, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Great to be on the on the show with you guys. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. We are excited, and this is number three, episode number three of this kind of like passion. Yeah. Um, I don't know work of passion that I had an, an idea of talking with other podcasters, you know, uh, what's the experience, why we do what we do. We can dig into some of the tech, some tips and advice from people that have been doing it for, for a while. And even for people that just get started and they can tell me why they're doing it or so. So Sean and I, we've been doing this for a while, but Tom, you've been doing it for longer than us actually <laughs> in, in terms of the actual podcasting. Cause we started as a, written yeah. publication then we're like yeah let's do podcasting so 14 years of podcast 14 years yeah it's been a long labor of love as i <laughs> as i mentioned to you earlier um it's been great I, honestly like i've i look back and think about like what the podcasting experience has given to me and i think it's just so much right just from meeting new people and friends and people in the industry but you know, it's also benefited my career as well, because I don't think I would be where I'm at in my career if it wasn't for the podcasts that I have. And that's absolutely true. And this is exactly why we're talking about this. So, Sean, how long have you been podcasting? I don't know. What's, <laughs> what was it four or five years now uh, recording audio stuff? Um, yeah, I've been writing, writing stuff for years, probably half as long as Tom's been doing podcasts, I think I've been writing maybe even longer than that uh but building products before that in in cybersecurity, mm -hmm. and it's um to your point tom i think i'm not out to grow my personal brand necessarily but understanding the tech space is important yeah. to me and one i get to kind of poke at people and get them to share some of the things that they know that i don't um, or maybe I know enough to be dangerous, but then I also learn probably five times as much as I'm having these conversations. And so 
it's definitely helped in my career, whatever my career is. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I am. When I'm, when I, now that I'm grown up, I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, I, I've packed my brain full of interesting things that uh, come, come to be fruitful every now and then. So, so Tom, let me, let me start with this. Uh, a little bit about yourself, not just the podcast, you know, who, who yeah. is Tom? And, uh, and also, uh, I'm curious, do you just do podcasting about cybersecurity or sometimes you just go on, I want to talk about something else? Because I, I do that. Yeah. That's why we have so many different channels. I just can't talk about the same thing all the time. Yeah, these are great questions. Great questions. So, uh, so my name is Tom Aston. I'm the uh, founder and host of the Shared Security Show. Uh, I'm doing this for 14 years. Um, a little bit of a backstory of the podcast. It used to be called the Social Media Security Podcast back in 2009 when we started this from a a DefCon talk that I gave with my now co-host Kevin Johnson on the security of social networks and. I mean, if you guys remember back then in like 2008, 2009, like social media was like the new thing. I mean, all there was was what MySpace, right? And Facebook was new, Twitter was new. And so I did a lot of research at the time on security and privacy around social networks. And that's kind of how the podcast started, where we were specifically talking about and interviewing people that were in the social media space that were doing interesting research. Um, about vulnerabilities and exploits and all kinds of things. And then over the years, we just started, to your point, we started talking about other things outside of social media, privacy issues, security vulnerabilities, things in the news that were happening. And so it became more of a general podcast where you know, today we're talking about really anything related to cybersecurity and privacy, and we're interviewing people that are in the industry and sometimes people outside of the industry to kind of get their perspective on you know, how do you view security and how do you view privacy? Um, and it's been an interesting journey. So, um, and then besides that, my day job is I'm currently at Bishop Fox where I'm the AVP of consulting. So I run our consulting practices for the company. Um, and I've been there for about three years, but um, before that I was at Veracode, I was uh, leading one of their pen test teams and I've had various management positions, but uh uh, and if, as well as a hacker, I've been a hacker my whole life. I was a pen tester. I, I did all the fun stuff. And now I get to uh, manage people, which is also fun. It's just a little bit different. <laughs> it's a different kind of hacking. Different type of hacking. Different <laughs> exactly. kind of, it's hacking people. Yeah. Which I think is a lot more challenging than the technical side. <laughs> For sure. So Tom, I'm, I'm interested. Um, I mean, social media hacking and yeah. uh, talking about that. And you, you talked about bringing security people on, you talked about bringing mm -hmm. industry people on. Um, how have the, and obviously you branched out beyond just social media security, but yeah, how have the conversations changed? Um, and more specifically, I think what I'm trying to understand is your view on how aware are people generally with, the concept of security and privacy and and how has that awareness or maybe still lack of <laughs> if that's the case yeah. changed the conversation over the years that's a really interesting question and i my gut reaction to that is that it hasn't changed much uh, from when i talked to people in 2009 compared to today we're still talking about the same issues and they have the same concerns 
there just may be a little bit more or a different kind of context to what we're talking about. Like more recently, everyone's blowing up over AI and chat GPT and like, oh, all the privacy security concerns with that and AI and things like that. But ultimately, that's still the same conversation at the end of the day that we're having back in 2009 with whatever was new that was coming out, like social media. People were freaking out over that. And as we've seen that evolve and change with the technology, the core concerns of it haven't, right? They're still people's data we're talking about. There's still the uh, the human side of the equation that we're still talking about. And the attackers haven't changed at all. They're still trying to steal data. They're still trying to make money. Um, and we haven't really solved that problem. And I don't know if we'll ever solve that problem in security. Um, you know, we could have all these new gadgets and new tech and you know blinky boxes right like we've always talked about that do these amazing things but at the end of the day security is a people problem um and that has always been kind of a focus of my conversations with people is how do we address the the people problem um and how do we all get better at security and communicating with each other and, and those types of things so let, let's talk about that and let's go back into the podcasting role in, in all of this, right? I mean, I've studied social media, but I studied media before, mm -hmm. social media. And and what podcasting and the digital era has been giving to people, including YouTube, content creation. Everybody become a content creator and that's a good thing and it's also a really bad thing. And we've seen, <laughs> yes. we've seen that, right? So yeah. let, let's talk about the good thing. And the good thing is that everybody that wants to make a point, wants to participate into the conversation can do that. Of course, you can do it being a guest, or which is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, and you can do it in being in being a host, yep. and can be a lot of fun, and and you can change people' mind. You can educate, sure. you can you know share the knowledge. So, I love your feedback from someone's been for fourteen years doing this. Um, how the how you have seen the the you know the scenario <laughs> changing the 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 view around your outside of your window of all these people coming and going, starting a podcast, dropping the podcast. Has um, that been a good thing for the industry and also for the podcasting business in general or, or not? Yeah, I, I think it's been a real positive thing. Um, I mean, like other podcasters, I mean, I listen to podcasts. I listen to quite a few podcasts that have really impacted my life and my career, and I know many of them, or I've been able to interview them and have them on my podcast, and we've shared kind of our own experiences. And I think the the content creation, like you mentioned, I mean, the more voices that we have getting out there and talking about the issues that we're dealing with in the industry is a positive thing. On the flip side, I think I've also seen kind of some of the damage that maybe some people in the industry have had a podcast or a, a, a YouTube channel, as an example, maybe a little more on YouTube where maybe they're trying to, you know, tear people down, right? Or they come out against a certain vendor or they're spewing complete BS, right? That we all know in the industry, uh, that's not true. That's, you know, and, and it provides them a lot of discredit, but um, and they stir up controversy that way. So 
I'm always trying to stay aware of like, okay, who are the controversial people that maybe I don't want to necessarily interview or, you know, not be part of. And so for me, it's about like, who are the important voices? Maybe who are the voices that don't get much attention? And I've always kind of gravitated more towards those people that, you know, we don't really know who these people are in the industry and not big names, but maybe they should be because of the interesting things that they're talking about that is different. So a lot of the people I've interviewed, I've tried to bring more of those people out of the woodwork, so to speak, um, and give them kind of more of a platform. Yeah, nice. And I, I want to go. So I, I like what you said about bringing people in that uh, may not have had a voice elsewhere and, and now they have a voice. And I've seen some things change over time where, well, certainly pre-pandemic, no, not everybody was using some web browser to, to communicate with a team somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's almost common that somebody knows how to connect. We still get the odd, I, know, I have no idea how to connect to your platform and then record a, re a podcast with you. <laughs> right. But, but most of the time people can. And so I'm, yeah. I want to get your perspective on how things have changed in terms of connectivity and equipment and the ability to record high quality because having somebody say something is one thing, but to be able to yeah. hear them clearly and oh. produce that in a way that, that people want to hear, it's not overblown over, you know what I'm saying? They not turning up the mic too. So what are, what are your thoughts? I, I see, I'm not personally on it right this moment, but I see we share the same, uh, same gear in terms of mic. I have a procaster yes. as well. Oh yes. Um, yeah. So thoughts on kind of some of the changes there to help make the, make the voice listenable. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a lot of opinions on that. So I am, I am first and foremost, uh, kind of an audio nerd. Like I spend, I early on in the podcast, I would spend a lot of time tweaking my audio setup and getting it just right. Because I, I, I listened to a lot other podcasts about creating podcasts and they always said audio quality is number one. Like what is the number one thing that people, the first 10, 15 seconds into a podcast, if you've got bad auto audio quality, they're going to unsubscribe. They're not going to finish listening to the podcast. Like it's just a, a natural thing with people. And I notice it myself. Like I pick up a new podcast. The first thing I notice is the audio like before I even get into the content. So if I can hook them with like, oh, wow, this sounds really good. They're hopefully going to continue to listen. And I, I think over the years, the the quality question plus the, the gear and the technology, it's just gotten so much better. Um, I'm a big fan of, I'm not sure of, of Dave, Dave Jackson, who's a, he's a big podcaster guy that does a lot of promotion for new people that are getting into the business. And, um, you know, I, I listen to him a lot and like what his advice are, you know, it's more than just a microphone and having the best quality microphone. It was, you can start with like a cheap audio technica, you know, $60 microphone, still get really good audio quality, but then do some other things like, you know, what kind of room are you in? Like, are you, can you, you know, narrow down the echoes? Can you just make little tweaks to improve, you know, the quality, um, you know, being in a quiet space is huge, right? Turn off the fan. Um, I interview people that where they've got a large humming noise in the back. It's like an air conditioner or, you know, there's always some kind of noise or even sometimes my co-hosts have, you know, other stuff that is in the background that I got to edit out and things have like that. Have you ever that. got, this oh is my, my 3D printer? In yes. The back. <laughs> yes. I've had the 3D printer situation. You're sure. 
and it's like and you, as an editor you're like audio editor you're like oh my gosh this is a nightmare <laughs> like i'm gonna spend hours like pulling this stuff out so um and what i've learned over the years is like i prep the people that come on the show right like i give them like here's some reminders please mm -hmm. you know quiet space wear headphones um just simple things right um because I think we've all been there, right? As podcasters, we've interviewed somebody and just had horrible audio quality. And we're trying to do all these things post, right? To clean it up and make it sound like, so somebody doesn't freak out when they're listening to this. It's like, wow, that guy's audio is just so bad. Tom's audio is great, but what happened with the guests? And that's all they can think about is the, the quality of the audio and not the actual good content that this person was talking about. So... Yeah, it's and, and you know you can make a parallel here with what it used to be before we were able to do podcasting remotely, and there are great platform there. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna name it, but the people that are in the industry, they know mm -hmm. they can do video and audio yeah. very high quality nowadays. And before you couldn't, but no. before this, usually when you hear an interview, unless it was a you know a live uh, in connection in person. Yeah. It was in, in a studio. So right. you go to a talk show. Well, you got people setting, micing you up and, and, a, and an audio <laughs> engineer. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like, I don't know, and Sean, you probably we, we talked about this. Like People come on and they think like, oh, I'm on uh, ITSP Magazine. I'm going to sound amazing. No, you're, you're connecting from your computer. I, I, can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't really do anything <laughs> about it. Nope. And you would think by now, yeah, you've been on several podcasts to actually understand at least the minimum. Mm -hmm. You can't ask people to spend thousands of dollars on no, absolutely on, not you know, on that. But at least that the minimum, um, yeah, the minimum denominator of you know sixty dollar mic could could work. Oh yeah, um, absolutely Just can make mic. a huge difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, not and even a fifteen dollar headset. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all. Really, it's all you need. I've had great audio from, you know, even iPhone headphones, right? But you know, yep. better than, you know, the microphone on your computer is not good enough. Like that is yeah. just you, you. If I that's the one thing I could tell people: if you're coming on a podcast, just get a basic mic or put, you know, iPhone headphones in or something. It's going to be better quality than your laptop speaker or your, you know, microphone. Absolutely. So Absolutely. let me uh, let me ask you this. Is it possible to overdo it? I know Marco's answer on this because early on uh, we we would do a lot of on location podcasts, mm -hmm. mainly at RSA and Black Hat and DefCon. Yep, we'd bring people together, and I have I have uh, an audio uh, unit that takes eight mic inputs, and I'd I'd hook up eight wireless uh, lapel mics, and yep. we'd, we'd head off <laughs> into the under the show floor in the hallways and 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 multi I had giant cameras early on as well where we were recording videos using giant uh, giant cameras with big lenses and everything and Marco was always like it's too much I enjoyed it <laughs> but uh, there was the there was the yeah. you have to lug all this stuff around to to capture it all and then to your point on even just the auto audio quality. Yeah putting all that together and producing it all yep, became that's a real pain. Yeah. That, that stuff uh, went in Singapore too. I remember very we well. Drug, we drug it Your Singapore. backpack. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm, not carrying that thing. <laughs> I'm not carrying that thing. <laughs> we did some really cool stuff with multi-angle yeah. shots and, and, uh, and high quality 
uh, audio because people had mics connected to them. But your, your thoughts on overdoing it? Is it possible to overdo? Absolutely. Totally. Um, I, I can tell you that I've gotten less uh, detailed in my post editing. I, I've kind of, after 14 years, you kind of learn like what's the fastest way that I can do this. Um, mm -hmm. to get my podcast out because I have to both audit, edit the audio and the video. I mean, I've done things like where, you know, I was um, recording my, my audio through a mixer to a, a zoom, um, a zoom H4N basically hand recorder. And then I would audit, edit the audio off of that. But over time, now that I use, like we use something like StreamYard, we use Zencaster, very similar. Mm -hmm. That records the audio of myself and all the guests. I literally don't even hardly do any editing anymore. I will mm -hmm. actually take the mix and the technology has allowed me to do all the leveling, the noise gating, all of that within the Zencaster app. So that's less post I have to do. And if I have to do any editing, like somebody coughs or something like that, yeah, sure, I'll go in there and edit that out. But I'm, I cut my post editing time pretty much in half by accepting maybe a little, you know, noise or, you know, little things that before I was just very anal about. Like I was like, I got to have perfect audio. And over time I realized you can get it good enough. It doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Um, people will still listen as long as, of course, you have good content. But, you know, good audio quality, it varies according to whoever you ask, right? They're going to have all a different opinion. Um, and for my audience, at least, you know, they're not all audiophiles listening mm. and scrutinizing the, I don't get feedback and like, wow, that audio is kind of off, Tom. I'm like, what do you mean it was off? It's the same. It's always been <laughs> it's like, like, you know, I, I get more of like, I actually get better feedback of like, Hey, it was a really interesting guest that you had on. And, yeah. you know, to me, that's the feedback I'd rather get. But, you know, I think it's so true. We, we've gone through the same thing. Right. I mean, if you at least come in with a decent setting, decent, yep. and then all the, the post-production, even when you just upload it to your hosting, it already get a, 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 right. some kind of, a, you know, of a leveling. And then you can use, you know, mm -hmm. really good, you know, Audition or yep. Zencaster or, I mean, even GarageBand, uh, if yeah. you can, if you can handle that. Exactly. Because that's not easy, by the way. Yeah. But, but I agree. I mean, better to create better content and have a decent amount is what is okay for you is yeah. going to be amazing for most people when when you're too yeah. much into something it's kind of like the same thing sean i know why i asked that because he wants to hear you know <laughs> that it, you can't overdo it but mm -hmm. i think you can i mean sure if i'm bbc and i have you know a team of editors and producer and sound engineers and they're going to put special yep. effect and everything well great I'll yep. make a dramatization of every podcast, but right. <laughs> yeah, your time is back. Sorry, I, I remember back to uh, it may have been one of the first, if not the first, that that I ever did, and I was really excited. It was a great conversation. It was about security and privacy in the healthcare space ten years ago, whatever, eight years ago when we started, and uh, it was amazing. I mean, it was exactly what I hoped to get in terms of a content from a conversation. Um, I got in there and started editing and I, I don't know, I cut maybe a 35 minute episode down to 25 minutes, cutting wow. spaces and pauses and things like that. <laughs> I sent, yeah. I send it to the, to the guests. They're like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the same interview. What happened? <laughs> this isn't the same interview. Yeah. It sounds really rushed and weird. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want it to go out. And I'm like, mm. damn. So I turned it into a written piece, mm-hmm. um, capturing the story, which we we started yep. as a written publication. But that's that was a case for me where it was way overdone. It didn't mm-hmm. sound natural. The, the guest didn't recognize himself. <laughs> and a yeah. uh, huge learning lesson for me. I don't know if you have any any experiences like i do that. i do i actually got a few stories um so i i mean i'd likely any podcast has been around for a while we get positive feedback and sometimes we do get negative feedback and you know the negative feedback that i've gotten um i've had one where early on in the podcast somebody commented on twitter that um you know your podcast is great but there's a lot of dead air between you and the co-hosts and this was before I was really getting into audio editing and, and things like that. And I, it made me realize, like, I, I listened back to the episode. And I'm like, holy crap, there is a lot of dead air. I'm like, why am I not cutting this out? And I just, it was something I just had overlooked at the time. And, you know, that for me was good feedback. I'm like, he was right. I had de- dead air. I'm going to change my editing around that. The other feedback I've gotten is around ad placement. And that's a, a very controversial one, right? Because... We know ads and the sponsors, at least that I have for my show, you know, I support those sponsors. I actually believe in what they do and their products. And so I'm not going to put an ad in my podcast that I don't necessarily believe in like what they do. And so I'm, a, I'm very careful of where I place that ad. And, but some people just like, I gotten feedback, like, I hate it when you put ads at the beginning of the podcast. I just f- fast forward through them. Like, okay, great. I'm glad you do that because at least you're getting to the content and you're, you're still listening to the episode. But I have other people that says, oh, you got ads in your podcast? I'm not going to listen to you guys. Like, why would you put ads? It means it's sponsored and you know, you're, you're being biased, right? Towards your sponsors. And I'm like, no guys, like I'm just, you know, it's pay, helping pay the bills. Right. And I do believe like content creators should be paid for the work that they're doing. Right. It takes a lot of time and effort and, it's not something that's easy to produce. So if you want, you know, I try to support people that I follow on Patreon and, and others. And I think that's important. So the ad question, I've just gotten some fee- you know, negative feedback about that. So I'm just careful where I place the ads. But at the end of the day, you're not going to make everybody happy, right? It's like, hey, if you don't like the ads, then, then don't listen to the podcast. That's fine. But, you know, find me a podcast that that is really good and you really like that doesn't have ads. Um there's well, podcast Islands. Are you not going to watch the Super Bowl because they're ads? Right. Are you not going to buy yeah. the New York Times right. or any, you know, anything else? Are you going to yeah. or are you going to pay for right. the highest pro subscription yeah. on Netflix so you don't get the damn ads? So right. I mean, people need to understand that this is this is a job for a lot yeah. of people. And and even if it's not a job as you said, mm-hmm. You know, I know how much it costs your setting there, at least what I can see. So yeah. <laughs> just to run that, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. got to say, hey, you're doing a good job. I'm either paying for your product or I'm going to have yeah. to listen to to this. So some of the things I've done is like I've put in um, so I had some feedback of like, could you put in some kind of noise or something? So I know when like I have these flames, mm. this flame sound that comes in that, you know, in the mid roll. Right. Um, to notify somebody, that, hey, an ad's coming. And hey, if you're going to fast forward it, great. Just hit the 30 second or 20 second skip button and that's fine. You're back to the show. Um, but I always try to, you know, at least let my listeners know that, hey, we've got an ad, you know, or I actually personally like say, hey, you know, we'll be right back. We have a, you know, our advertiser has sponsored this episode. Thank them very much, you know, but um, I've learned to kind of build that in, but also be very tactful about it at the same time. Um, 
because I want to be respectful of my listeners' time. Like, I don't want to have a whole, I mean, I get annoyed too. And I have like a podcast I like listening to in the first five minutes, it's nothing but ads. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's well, another gotta, one. And you another got a one. balance, like, right? Get, yeah. I mean, but what's the balance? Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, agree. Yep. I agree. You know what I would like to, um, if somebody's thinking to start podcasting tomorrow, and I know there is a lot of people because, you know, we we have now, I don't even know, 20, 25 contributors or people that mm-hmm. have their own show. And uh, it takes a little bit of thinking. And sometimes, again, is a balance, right? So yeah. is the barrier too high for me? Even if you commit for, let's talk about frequency, for example, yeah. you know, twice a month, once every you know, week or what, you know, maybe once a month, maybe a little too little, in my opinion. I would love to hear mm-hmm. yours. But also the the cost of entry, the entry level of do I need to spend $1,500 on a setting for a mic? Do I need to do all of this? Or, you know, what, what are your tips to someone that wants to start? Yeah, great tomorrow? question. Yeah, so my advice is to... um so the biggest thing is consistency. I think with podcasting is if you're going to commit to a monthly podcast, commit to a monthly podcast. Um, if you skip a month or two or three months or whatever, that's where listeners are just not, they're going to stop listening because you're not consistent, right? Same thing on the day that you release the podcast. We always release ours at midnight on Mondays. So our listeners come to expect that Monday morning, I'm going to have a new podcast from the Shared Security Show. And I know I can expect that um, that's going to happen. And if it doesn't, for some reason, let's just say you've got an emergency or, you know, your house like flooded or, you know, some crisis, right? And you can't get the episode out, communicate to your, to your listeners, just send out, you know, a tweet or whatever it is that your, your, your show follows you on and say, Hey, I missed this week. We're going to be back next week. So you're kind of communicating to your audience, like that expectation, right? That I'm being consistent with my content and I'm going to be whatever that frequency is, they get used to that. And that's kind of how you gain those followers. Um, And then in terms of equipment, I would say, um, like we talked about already, right? You don't have to spend a whole ton of money. I mean, you could literally start with your laptop and your iPhone headset if you want. It's not going to be the total best quality, but at least it'll be something. But that's where you need to focus on your content. And I would say focus more on your content than the actual equipment and all the technology, right? That that's the kind of thing that comes later. And honestly, I would, I spend probably, you know, sometimes a couple hours, depending on like who I'm bringing on the show, researching them, you know, really detailing out kind of those questions that I want to ask and really prepping for the episode. So like the stories we talk about every week on the show, like I'll spend time research those stories, take notes, summarize them, that kind of thing. Maybe it's a little bit easier now with like something called chat GPT. Maybe we could talk about that another time, but uh, really, I'd love guys, to talk about. Yeah, that. I, I mean, use it. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. <laughs> I think we're all using it in some way to help make our jobs a little more easier, a little yep. more efficient, um, and so doing things like that can have huge benefits. And the other thing I'd say too is when you're interviewing somebody, um, or you're thinking about interviewing somebody, I, there is a tendency in the industry, I think, of like some imposter syndrome of like. You know, like take Philip Wiley as an example, like, like, oh, crap, that's Philip Wiley. I can't interview him. I can't talk to him. He's like this big name out there. Right. It's like everybody's approachable. Right. If you just send an email or a Philly's tweet, the nicest guy, he's a ever. totally nicest guy. Right. But like 
but a lot of people get intimidated by people in the industry of like, oh, they would never talk to me. I'm nobody. I'm like, uh -huh. you'd be surprised. Like I've reached out to people that even I was like starstruck with and had great conversations with. And they're like, yeah, I'd love to come on your podcast. That'd be great. Like, so don't be intimidated by people in the industry. Like if there's someone you really want to talk to, just reach out to them and just ask them, hey, you want to come on my, my new podcast about whatever. Yeah. And in terms of what you talk about, how much of that is driven by the community, driven by guests, driven by your uh, intrigue in something, <laughs> um, <laughs> something you're working on, something you read? Yeah. How, how's that mix of, of that come together for you? Yeah, kind of a little bit of everything, really. Um, it's, it's usually like what's what's kind of the hot topic um kind of being talked about in the industry at that time is usually some of it a lot of it is also the news and what's happening in, in the news with attacks and kind of things that i see on mastodon or twitter and people talking about is something that i might you know gravitate towards um but i also look for like i mentioned earlier i look for the people that are talking about really interesting things that maybe aren't being uh, talked about by the, the big, uh, people that, that we always gravitate towards of the people that get the most follows on Twitter and InfoSec and things like that. And so I, I kind of look for these voices that are doing something a bit different and maybe, uh, makes it a little bit more unique on the show to talk about. Um, and honestly, they may not get like the, you know, some of those episodes haven't been like my biggest downloads either, but I still feel like those, those kind of unique and maybe niche topics in cyber are um, unique enough that they should still warrant an episode, in my opinion. Um, and maybe one day, right? Maybe somebody, and I've had this with a couple episodes that somebody at two years later came out, sends me an email and says, wow, that was a really great interview you did of so-and-so. Like, you know, I didn't even know this person was doing this stuff. And then I followed up and I saw yeah, they're doing more things. And so that is like really rewarding when I get an email like that. That's something I did years ago that I just didn't think would have an impact. It made an impact to somebody, even if it's just one person. That email alone just meant like the world to me um, when I got that. So, yeah, it reminds me. Um, I'm going to go off topic for still topical, but off topic for a second before I ask him another question. But is it we we used to host on SoundCloud and we had an episode. Mm -hmm that was either identical or very similar to a song name on uh -oh. SoundCloud. And it, it just so happened. Well, you can like, say that. It's not copyright. It, it was it, somebody's it, watching me. Somebody, I always feel like somebody's watching me. It was about me. privacy. It was about yeah, privacy, yeah. of course. Yeah. And, of course, SoundCloud, everybody was searching for that. And it, that was one of our top. <laughs> <laughs> not hey, because of who was on. Not that's a good thing. <laughs> it's Take the, the power of the title. It the is. Of the, oh, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. How you and, name and your podcast. Yep. That's right. I've learned that lesson um, too. So, yep. so I want to go to next, maybe as we, as we begin, begin to wrap. So Marco's had the luxury of me uh, being absent from the last two episodes. Um, <laughs> so he, he yes. was unfortunate <laughs> enough to have me on, interrupt him here and yeah. there. I, I want to get your thoughts on a co-host. Cause you have a co-host. Um, I have two co-hosts. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. So how how um how was that? I mean, I, I 
I have to deal with Marco. So what, what's it like working with your phones? Oh, yeah. My co-hosts are great. Um, we have a really unique uh, kind of chemistry between the three of us. So so Scott Wright and I, we actually started the podcast together. Um, I've always had a co-host. So Scott is my uh, co-host. He's up in Canada. So we instantly have a lot of U.S. versus Canadian type of jokes and camaraderie together, which, you know, you have to, right? Like, you know, Canadians are so nice and us Americans, well, you know, we're, <laughs> we're Americans, yeah. but, um, yeah, so we have that kind of thing going and, um, and he's been great and he brings another perspective of his background is around security awareness and the non-technical side of security. I've been more on the technical side, so we kind of balance each other out pretty well. So we've always had a good chemistry and good balance. And then the other uh, co-host is Kevin Johnson, who is the complete opposite of both of us. Personality-wise, he's very outgoing, like more outgoing than us, but uh, he's kind of the, the jokester. We just made a comment in the last show. He's like the comic relief of the podcast. So, um, you know... I have to often, you know, to keep the explicit rating off of the show, I will have to edit, you know, certain things that he says out of the podcast, but, but it's kind of fun and, and we have fun with it and people notice that he's probably the co-host that I get the most comments from, uh, about on YouTube and other, uh, areas and Reddit, <laughs> not always positive either, but again, that's just his personality. So uh, I'm very grateful to have two co-hosts that I think um, add different things to the show. And I think that's important. If you're going to have co-hosts, I think they should be a bit different than you and have you know different opinions. And uh, I think that's really important when you're having dialogues about different topics. I, I agree. And I'm going to add uh, my, my own thing that you just said. It's kind of like even when you cover an important topic, a very serious topic, um, yeah. unless it's super, super serious, a little bit of humor, it, it helps. Oh, I mean, you're, you're there, people are listening to you for half an hour, 40 minutes, and we didn't mm -hmm. go into the length of the podcast, but maybe we'll have another episode another time. But, you know, it, it's kind of like... And check out, you know, secure your, <laughs> secure your strategy podcast. Not to do a sales pitch here, because once again we've gone over this. <laughs> do that, do that, do that. Beautiful speech. I'm not adding anything. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Chloe, so much. I had a, a lot you. of fun. Thank you so much. Everybody's backing uh, me up. You know, and then yeah. you get used to it, and especially if you have a good guest, you know, it, it, it's yeah. all good. But that that dynamic is really good, and it brings me, I think, to my uh, my advice to if somebody want to hear it. To someone that starts, don't try to be someone else, right? I mean, here we're having a lot of fun, Tom. I, I think I'm honestly having a good time. Yeah, I can see too. this is you. Sean is Sean. We make a joke. We tell our opinion. And other people, when they start a podcast, they come to me and they're like, "Well, what? Sh who should I look? Who should I sound like? Mm. Who should I in be inspired by?" I'm like, "Yourself. That's you can right. be someone else, right?" That's so right. that that's important because you can't play that role. Unless you're a really good actor, but I don't think you're going to have fun. No, no, no. Yeah, be yourself. Absolutely. That's probably the number one advice, right? I mean, the people will listen if you're yourself, right? And uh, they want to see that genuine personality, right? They, If they want to listen to Joe Rogan or somebody else, they'll listen to Joe Rogan, right? Like, you know. Go for it. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your top cup of tea, sure. Yep, exactly. Well, uh, Sean, unless you have another uh, one more question talking about 
internal jokes here inside. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'll refrain from that. I'll, I'll just, I'll make a comment instead because, I mean, all this time in the same industry, Tom and I have not met, and I know. Tom, it was a, an absolute pleasure meeting you today. And so maybe, maybe we should do another episode, you and I, and and just get into some nitty gritty of Would love technical to. bits because I like the tech bits of, of yeah. cyber. So maybe, maybe we I do, do one of those. Uh, but this was cool to this was right. get your your perspective on yeah. 14 plus years of doing this. Uh, you have my uh, blessing. Go, <laughs> go, go, go deep in cybersecurity. Go nuts. Mark, Mark will not be invited on that. Go one. nuts. I'm not oh, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well thank um, you guys. So that's that's to come coming soon. Uh, a quick conversation with with you guys, maybe with someone else on the show too. Sure. We're gonna be on probably redefining cybersecurity with Sean and uh, I I'm very grateful for this conversation. I am honestly starting to think that this uh, podcasting conversation is a really good idea because I'm having a good time. And it. so yeah. I, I'm looking for other podcasters to come on. And in the meantime, Tom, thank you so much. Um, congratulations on 14 years of doing thank this you, and, you know, thank many you. 10,000 more podcast let's hope yeah and uh yeah sharesecurity.net right that's yep, that's, that's the right website. yeah awesome and uh yeah and again i i feel like everybody's bringing something to the community either this yeah. community or another community so i i want to also always be very supportive about other podcasts and uh we're all Absolutely. in on this together so uh thank you so much tom yeah much. thank you marco thank you sean really nice meeting you guys Great. And for everybody else, this is Audio Signals podcast on ITSP Magazine. There'll be notes. They're watching the video. Tell people they can listen to just the audio, your cup of tea. Or if you're listening to the audio, go check the video because, you know, we're not much to look at, but we, we, were, having, <laughs> we were having fun. We were having fun. That's right. You get to see the park ahead. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Sure. And the I'm not bringing up. One shot. That's one, one shot. That's one shot. One chance. All right. Goodbye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Audio Signals. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society, and some even beyond that.